Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurett. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, welcome, 239, Uncensored Everything Southwest Florida and beyond, and we have a great podcast for you. Uh, this is going to be a great one. Uh, first off, we got to introduce the one and only Vicki Baker. Are you on, Vicki? Hello, hello. I'm here, Tim, and cannot wait for our podcast tonight. Yeah, it's been a while since we did a podcast. Uh, I've been kind of slacking. Uh, I know you're going to you know, beat me up for it a little bit. Uh, I got a chance to interview with Shannon Livingston last week. That was really cool. And then I think I ate too much turkey, and it kind of went a little bit too far. So why don't you just, why don't you just show us who, who we have going on tonight? We got the, the, the world-famous Raphael, but why don't you introduce him a little bit, Vicky? We do. We do. We have, tonight we have the amazing Raphael Feliciano. And uh, if you have heard of him, you know that he is the president of Main Course Hospitality and... Currently, we have the Hope for Hospitality Restaurant Week going on, so we are going to get some insight into exactly what that is. Well, that's going to be that's going to be good, and and we know. Uh, so first off, Raphael, we we got to do a little sound check. Are, are you are you on? I mean, you're being awful quiet. I was taking <laughs> all the you know all the great things that were said. Someone called me amazing. Someone said, "Well, I was like, hey, I'll take I'll take all these things. I'll take all the free compliments." <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now, Raphael, you're, you know, you're a fairly young guy. Um, I got to meet you. We were at the Pearl. That was pretty, pretty yep. cool. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how, how you became the founder uh, and president and doing all this stuff for restaurants and founder of Restaurant Week? Tell me, tell us a little bit about that. Man, where do I start? Okay, do you have do you have the two hours that you said? We, we got two hours, <laughs> 220, you know, whatever. We, we charge by the hour, so it's no problem. We're good. So, um, I guess, you know what, like, it, I'll make it, I'll make it quick. Um, I grew up in New York, New Jersey. Uh, I'm Filipino, I'm Puerto Rican. You know, I've just grew up around great food my whole life. My mom, she cooks, my dad, they cook, like, and, you know, when you live in the city, when you want good food, if you want Chinese food, you go to Chinatown. If you want, you know, you want Portuguese, you want a custard, you go a little, you know, you go to the Portuguese side of the neighborhood. And that's what I was always accustomed to. So fast forward to <clears throat> I'm 25 years old. I'm a bartender um, working across. I've worked in all the little dive bars in Naples and, and Fort Myers. And I get a corporate opportunity to work with a restaurant group. And I go from being a bartender to a bartender trainer. And then I go to a restaurant trainer. And this company, <clears throat> the Carlson Company, sends me across the United States um, for the next three and a half years of my life, and I go to failing restaurants and I bring them up, hire, fire, and train them to the corporate standard. Now, that really taught me everything I needed to know about hospitality. But the most important part was when I was going to these cities and I was, I was stuck in the Midwest, I'd be like in the Ohio states and, you know, Chicago, or I'll be in New York, New Jersey, Cincinnati, uh, just like all these crazy uh, – Asheville, North Carolina, and all these different cities, they had their own culture of food. They had something that 
was just really special and the, and the identity of that area. So when I came home and my contract was over and I came home to Southwest Florida, to Naples in specific, I was so excited for food and I was so excited for restaurant week, which was something that I experienced back in New York and Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I was like, oh, it's like the Super Bowl of food. So when, when I came back in 2014, 2013, 2015, I was like, there's no restaurant week in the area. And we started restaurant week. I started restaurant week 2015. It was called restaurant week Naples. And that led into pretty much everything that I'm doing now. Um, I've been a huge advocate for the hospitality industry. I really believe that like if my kids, when I have kids, they're going to be, they're going to have to start off as servers. You know, it's going to teach them patience and it's going to teach them, you know, being on time. And there's so many things that the hospitality has given me. And I look at Southwest Florida as such a almost like a bubble in the sense we haven't even reached our potential yet. Like we could pop, like there's so many great restaurants here. There's so much opportunity. You know, if you look, we're always five years behind a big city. You can either look at that as a negative or you can look at that as a positive and, you know, bringing some of the events that my company and I've brought here to the area. It's not necessarily we're reinventing the wheel. We're just bringing things that are, on and popping in other cities and, and we're trying to stay in, in front of a lot of other people. So, uh, I guess, I guess my place in Southwest Florida is really just hoping hospitality keeps growing to be the industry and as important as is to the economy and just supporting the restaurants and the hotels that really feed this. Right. <clears throat> right. So Raphael, I, we're going to get to restaurant week in detail, but can you tell me, I mean, if I've never heard of main course hospitality, what else do you do besides restaurant week? Like what, what services do you guys offer? So currently, so the main course hospitality is a rebrand of an old company that I had. And, um, we now do because of COVID and I know COVID was rough for a lot of people, but yeah, I, I would be on the latter side saying that COVID was probably one of the best things that happened to me and my business. In the sense, I say that because, you know, for the first time, you know, in February, March, I'm, you know, we're not thinking about charity events and galas and where to go to on the weekend. We're not thinking of season. You know, you actually get to face your thoughts in the mirror and go, okay, what do I really want to do with this? And COVID, so our company, Main Course Hospitality, has always been a marketing company for restaurants, marketing, okay. advertising. So full service, anything that a restaurant client needs, we provide. Uh, videography, graphic design, email marketing, you know, social media, public relations, press releases, da -da -da, websites, all that stuff. We do everything. What happened, wow. during, what happened during COVID was we got, you know, when restaurants were hurting and closing down, we we're like, okay, so we are a marketing company. How can we pivot and make ourselves valuable even during times of chaos, even during times of stress? So from that period, we started a staffing agency. So we now staff restaurants from back of house to upper level management. Um, they go through the whole process. We place them where they need to be. That also goes for placements in state and out of state. Um, we offer... Uh, to buy and sell equipment. So if restaurants have, if restaurants are going under and they need to sell their equipment, we're there. And then we can also resell it to other restaurants that need equipment, new restaurant tours. Uh, we have venture capital options for restaurants that have new concepts that want to get connected to investors that are looking to, to 
choose different concepts to bring to the table or franchisee options, uh, depending. Um, and then I think most importantly, we offered, um, training. So if you're a lot of the times what we realize is during this pandemic, I guess we can still say that we're in uh, <laughs> during the, pandemic, the restaurants that have survived a lot of them, the owners, especially they're more involved in their business now than they've ever been. So we've created video training solutions for restaurant tours. So if, instead of you having to harp on your staff every single day, well, you can put them through a video training program that's going to make sure their service from start to finish is adequate enough for season. It's they're ready to go before the snowbirds come down because realistically when a server or a bartender or whoever, if they're upselling the consumer and they're doing it at a high level, that's profit all around, especially the bottom line for the restaurant owner. So those are some of the things now that we offer in addition to Whole Hospitality Restaurant Week, the Paradise Coast Grand Tasting, which is going to be in March and all the other food events. So we're all in, we are now, what I'm hoping to say is like an Amazon Prime for hospitality businesses. <laughs> I like that. That's a good analogy. Yeah, that's true. Raphael, what, it, what do you think is so special about Naples, Fort Myers area? And, you know, why is that so much needed? And what's the difference between a normal restaurant in the United States versus a seasonal restaurant in Naples or Fort Myers? First and foremost, I think it's the mentality. I think, you know, if you look at typical, let's, let's just take, talk pre-COVID, a lot of restaurants that come from a seasonal area, they look at it as let's make our money in season so we can prepare for the off season and have our reserve. And in a typical restaurant, a big city, they don't have off seasons. I mean, it's 12 months out the year. So what's happened and what COVID has pretty much highlighted is, a seasonal restaurant, if they don't make their money in season, they don't typically have enough reserve to make it in the off season. So that's why we're seeing so many restaurants turnover, turnover, much turnover in the restaurants. I mean, I remember listening or seeing Tim Ayton's articles where it always be like 50 restaurant, you know, restaurant closings and be like this one big article. And it would be the most shared and read thing because people it's, it's interesting. You hear, you know, you, you get a favorite place and they turn over. So, I think part of why we're even in business and some of our, our missions is how can we get restaurant tours, even in this area to think like a 12 month business, how to think like a long-term business, how to budget for reserve better, how to look at their P and L, see where they're bleeding and, 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 and fix those things. So I think first is mentality. And I think second is really the difference is also in how we operate is our, what we have off available for food. Um, I think in the summer we see a lot of restaurants do like, Oh, dinner for two and a bottle of wine. So what mm -hmm. does that do? It teaches the locals that, Oh, well, I'm going to wait till the summer. So, because that's when the specials are, but we really should be training consumers that like, look, if you want good food, good food costs a little bit of money. Like we got to train them like we are in other cities, treat them like these are the great restaurants that they are. Wow. Okay. So, well, Raphael, do you think that, um, like, compared with the rest of the country, we have survived and fared a little bit better than other areas because, you know, we're not quite as locked down and, I think, you know, we've we shifted? 
we are, I, I was talking, I went to the beach with my dad the other day and we both were like, and mind you, we're, we're Jersey guys. And we said, we will never leave the state of Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. <laughs> I, I, all our friends are hitting us up like, hey, so how's, how's Naples? <laughs> like, it's a great place. Like, if you go to Naples, <laughs> it looks like a nightclub every day of the week. Um, no, I, I think we've, that has been probably the saving factor has been the state that we live in, the area that we're in, our belief system. I think that has been the absolute number one reason why would the restaurants or just businesses in general have been able to survive. If you read articles in New York city and in Chicago, there's restaurants that are getting arrested. Like restaurant owners are getting arrested because they're on a state lockdown and they're just like, look, like. If we lock down, if we stay closed anymore, we're going to lose our business. So Mm -hmm. if we open, we'd rather pay the fine and stay open than lose our business. If Florida tried doing that, it will be a civil war. Yeah. So I, I think in term, I think we've, we've been dealt the best hand possible in that scenario. So, Raphael, let's let's talk a little bit about this restaurant week and, you know, kind of give us, if you could, give us some details about the event, some some dates, locations, uh, restaurants that are participating. Can you <coughs> fill us in a little bit? Like, I know you, you probably got too many to list on here, but maybe some of the ones that you know and you've worked with throughout the years. Oh, 100%. So, uh, if those people that aren't familiar, restaurant week, it, the whole restaurant week is a national event where everyone that's able to enjoy it in their city is very lucky that their city puts one on. It started back in 1991 in New York city from the democratic convention, giving people in the off season somewhere to go and somewhere to dine, blah, 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 blah. So move that forward to 2020 restaurant week is always done during the slowest times of the year. So for us, obviously the summer, the pit of the summer is always pretty bad. And then after Thanksgiving, before Christmas, that period we're in right now is also very historically slow. So it's always made sense to do a restaurant week during this time. The restaurants that participate in restaurant week, they love it because it's like giving them a little bit of boost in the arm before season comes. It gets their servers warmed up a little bit, gives them a little bit of something. Because unless you're like Capitol Grill, who is doing corporate parties, you're pretty slow right now. After Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. no one's eating. Before Christmas, no one's spending. So this is why this mm-hmm. makes the event itself is restaurants come together, and it's typically the better restaurants. So you would say if you went on Google, a restaurant's like four stars or higher, maybe white tablecloth, but essentially mom and pop, like the Pearl, like owned by the James family, like that style restaurant. These restaurants put together three-course menus. It's an opportunity to try their food. Um at a discounted price because, you know, like maybe some restaurants, bread and water is like 20 bucks, depending where you're dining on fifth Ave. during restaurant week, you can get three courses for $39. So it incentivizes people like you and me to go to restaurants we've never been to before. And then and that's also- at any restaurant, the price is the same at any of the restaurants that are participating. hundred percent. So, okay. uh, and, and I, and I bring up the other cities because if you have a lot of listeners that are from maybe the Midwest or the Northeast yeah. or even the West coast, Restaurant week, it's always a three-course dinner at a prefixed price, and then some have brunch, some have lunch. But at its core, restaurant week is one price across the board. The best thing about it is, like, if you're looking at menus, you you know, you go to the menu tab at hospitalityrestaurantweek.com, and you just 
don't even look at the logo of the restaurant. Just look at the offers and the deals mm. because you, the price is going to be the same. The, none of them include wine. None of them include beverage. Tax and tips not included. So you're actually basing – you're choosing restaurants based on what you want to eat rather than being sold on who they are and you know mm. stuff like that. Um, so that's restaurant week, three-course menu, $39 at 52 restaurants across Southwest Florida. Wow, that's great. Which and you do I, you do Fort Myers, you do Naples. I saw you had some on Marco. Yeah, we actually say we actually say Lee County and Collier County, um, rather than going through like that five six city system. Um, yeah. So this, you know, in Fort Myers, we've had out of the fifty two restaurants, twenty one of them are coming from Fort Myers, which is a huge huge deal for us, or coming from Lee County, because. If we had to really slice it and dice it, when you think fine dining, better restaurants, most people are led towards Naples. Now, Fort Myers is they're kind of like, hey, like we want some of this love, too. There's some restaurants that can compete mm-hmm. in sector. So, um, I mean, even like some great chefs uh, at Veranda E at the Esplante Hotel. Great restaurant. One of my favorites. Had my 30th birthday there. Well, the chef who used to be the chef at USS Nemo, he opened up a restaurant in Coconut Point called Amphora which is a fantastic mm-hmm. Mediterranean restaurant. So he went from being the executive chef to other places, winning awards, to now going, all right, I'm going to finally do my own thing. And, and that's like a restaurant. That's the type of thing, like, you can experience that during restaurant week and experience his menu for, you know, three courses for 39 bucks. Every um, restaurant week, $1 from every meal sold. We donate that back to the hospitality program at FGCU because – at the end of the day, when we talk about Southwest Florida compared to other areas, there's no reason why we have all these great restaurants, all these great hotels, that we should be a hub of just new talent coming into the area. So supporting our, the future hospitality professionals, supporting their program, that's our way of saying, like, hey, look at us. Like, we're here. Like, this is a great place to live, great place to be. Yeah, I know over time you've you've actually been able to – donate a lot to FGCU and uh you know I think it's good that you guys are giving back it's like the restaurant people are helping the incoming kids who are going to be headed their way anyways and it's just like a a perfect fit you know it is a perfect fit and and one of the things that we were discussing before we even launched it was there was no real actual we didn't really think we were going to be able to pull off a restaurant week during this time but Mm -hmm. The restaurants reached out to me and they sent emails and they sent calls and they just said – and they put it into perspective. They're like, look, you know, COVID hit in March, which was pretty much peak season, January, February, March. It hit in March. People were afraid in February, so business was already down. They opened back up in the summer, which is normally the slowest time of the year. And now we're going through this time frame before Christmas. They're like, just put anything on. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Yeah, that's and that's where hope for hospitality came from. Right. That, that's good. So let me ask you this: If a restaurant wants to participate and said, "Hey, man, this is a great idea," you know, who do I? Who do they contact? I mean, can any restaurant do this and get involved? So they would contact me. Um, they can do it through the website. Um, at hospitalityrestaurantweek.com, um, there's a info tab where you get some information. You can send, you can actually fill out information, details on your restaurant, and we tell them it, it's a it's a tier system. So there's three P's. It's the magic three P's that I've been working uh, with for 
last five years and it's price point prestige and presence so your restaurant has to fit those criterias to be at least considered and i think this the most important part of that is the price point right so at a three course 39 dollar menu you don't want to be able to look at your restaurant menu and then look at the regular items add them together and it'd be the same price like the restaurant menu is supposed to give value a to savings the- value that type of thing right mm-hmm. So if your restaurant can't put that type of menu together, then it is safe to assume you probably wouldn't fit the bill. Sorry, Chick-fil-A. Sorry, Outback. Like, <laughs> save it for the <laughs> restaurant. It really makes sense for it. Well, I like Chick-fil-A, okay. so I don't know if that's going to work out for you. <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. That was a terrible example. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, every time I go through Chick-fil-A, I'm like, what the hell are they giving away over there? I mean, this freaking got to be cars wrapped around. and Oh, my God, it's nuts. That's yeah. crazy. Raphael, so, okay, you mentioned something, I and I want to go back to that. Tell us any cool things you have coming down the pipeline that we should be paying attention to. Like, do you do this restaurant week once a year, or is this going to be a twice a year? And then you did mention some other event. Can you yeah. tell us more about that? So restaurant week is, um, it's always going to be, it's always twice a year. Um, so this is the, you know, this is the winter. So we'll have one in the spring or summer, depending. And we're kind of monitoring it right now, just seeing how things go with COVID, unfortunately. Um, but you can imagine one sometime after Mother's Day, maybe after Father's Day. Um, mm-hmm. We do have mother plans with Restaurant Week in general, but can't talk about those things right now. <laughs> um, February, we're doing... So we've partnered with the Paradise Coast Sports Complex. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah. with that. Yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful place. Yeah, county. So the sports complex is going to be, by the time it's done, it's owned by the county. By the time it's done, it's going to be the largest amateur sports park in the United States. Um, made a great relationship there. They high, uh, So we are going to be brought on to exclusively be doing food events in the area, uh, in that in that. Uh, in that venue. So in February on Super Bowl Sunday, we're doing um, a tailgate in paradise. They have a 20 by 20 jumbotron and we're going to be showing the game live Um, during the day or right before the Super Bowl game. We're going to do a a flag football event, which is between the firefighters and the police police officers. So it's going to be, of course, Oh, get ready, Tim. I'm already, I'm ready. ready. Start start doing your push-ups there, Tim. They've been recruiting me. They've been recruiting me for years. (laughs) Okay. I want to see Tim uh, out there on the field in some pads. Well, flag football, but I'll probably need the pads. Probably better. You know, you have nothing flag football about a flag football game between police officers and firemen. Oh, it's crazy. Crazy. A bunch of sissies and firemen. Hey, you guys, listen up. Oh. Oh, no, smack talking. Uh. <laughs> Out of it because I need both of you in my life. So. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all Parties. good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's exciting. There's a lot of cool things coming out there at this Paradise Sports Park. It's going to yeah. be phenomenal. Yeah, we have that in February. And then, so that's, it's a big football party. It's going to be pre-sale tickets and it's going to be like a big tailgate. Um, right there on the football field and actually near the water. And then in March, we're doing something called the Paradise Coast Grand Tasting. It's kind of like that um, that food festival they did with Martha Stewart downtown, very similar to that. Mm-hmm. But it's there with 30 to 40 restaurants, all-inclusive ticket, grand tasting with beer and wine and all that stuff. So those are the two immediate things that we have going on back-to-back. Well, you can, you can hook us up with some VIP there, right? 
I got it. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, Raphael, it's been great. I mean, it's it's super information. And you know what? We really, really, really want to get the information out to the public about the restaurants. It's phenomenal the stuff you guys are doing, and, and it really benefits the locals and, and the people that make our community run. So I, I just can't thank you yeah. enough for doing what you're doing. No, thank you. No, thank you guys for supporting. Uh, if any, you know, Restaurant Week ends this Sunday and send, ends December 13th. So there's still a lot of time to go to a lot of restaurants. And for you, for y'all and your listeners, I, we really encourage to go to maybe a restaurant you've never gone to before. You know, yes, everyone loves, you know, the downtown restaurants and they need the business like everyone else. But go, go, go expand your palate. Take a little risk and, and, and uh, support some other local mom and pop uh, restaurants. Raphael, if they want to find a list of all the restaurants participating, how can they find that? Yep. So hospitalityrestaurantweek.com. Um, very generic. Uh, hospitalityrestaurantweek.com is going to give you a list of all the menus, all the restaurants. You can actually see the menus side by side from each other, or you can actually just click on the restaurant, get some information on the chef and see their menu as well. Awesome. Outstanding. Hey, Raphael, I got to thank you. This has been a great podcast. And you know what? We are going to be building our studio. It's almost done. We're about halfway there. We need you to come in the studio, bring some stuff. We're going to have a lot of fun in there. So (laughs) make sure you you, you, uh, ride us until we get there. We're going to have a good time. And you know what, Vicky? It's it's that time. We hate to say it. So (laughs) Studio 239, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we are out. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production.